0: Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned in to the Total Sports Live podcast. You are now tuned in to the Total Sports Live podcast with Jovan Alford and Harrison Brown. Of Sunday night sports,
1: and we are back here on the Total Sports Live podcast. With um, we are back here on the Total Sports Live podcast here on Block Talk Radio and on um and on Tune In and on Tune In Radio. We got a great another great show for you guys. Today, as we're uh, talking, as we're talking about the AFL playoffs, the AFL playoffs begin uh, begin tonight at eleven o'clock p.m. As we have the uh, Portland Thunder taking on the San Jose SaberCats at eleven o'clock tonight on ESPN two. But there's so much more that we gotta talk about. We gotta talk about all the playoff games. We gotta talk about that, and we also have to talk about, um, and we also have to talk about the league, the, the AFL season operations of the uh, of the Las Vegas Outlaws and the New Orleans Voodoo, so we have to talk about that and more here on the podcast, but as we do always, every time we talk about the AFL, we're waiting for Harrison, well, usually Harrison's usually on the line with me, but we're waiting for him to join in here on the pod, so... We'll give him some time, and there he is here on the podcast. Let's get it back underway. Press the refresh. Press the refresh button here on the podcast, folks. Joining me, like he always does, every I want to say Thursday and now Friday, Thursday or Friday, joining me here on the podcast it is none other than Harrison Brown of Sunday Night Sports. We're giving him an early edition, the noontime lunch edition of the TSO podcast. Harrison, how are you doing?
0: Doing great. Sorry, I'm a little bit late. Got to call in at exactly twelve, but
1: got your text, <laughs> so I had to call in. <laughs> yeah, no problem, no problem. Let's get in, let's get underway. There's a lot of things happening in the league, and before we talk about the playoffs, the biggest thing that happened in the league yesterday—I mean, not yesterday, this week—was the uh, Las Vegas Outlaws in the Voodoo Feast and operations. I texted, I saw this on Twitter, and I texted you right away, like, "Wow, like you got to be kidding me!" Like, we knew there were bad problems with ownership, but. This was just this came off the blue, especially after I think the Outlaws had won their game, if I'm not mistaken. They had won their game, their last game of the season, and it looked like they were playoff-bound, but there was just talk amongst people saying that they shouldn't be in the playoffs, and now we see both teams had ceased operations. What was your immediate reaction, Harrison, when you heard that the league were ceasing the operations of the Outlaws and the Voodoo? Well, I was pretty shocked. You know, um, I know the Outlaws,
0: they really hadn't been playing good football. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the East is a lot more competitive than the West. But I really like the way New Orleans played this year. You know, I think they played really scrappy. And I think it's a shame for both teams. You know, I think AG, Aaron Garcia really, really took that, you know, Vegas team and, and kept them fighting all season long. But they they really... You know, it looked like they closed up shop a little bit. You know, they were not playing good football. They got blown out by Portland uh, the week prior. You know, the the only reason – here's why this situation is – it's weird for me. You know, I feel like this is what everyone doesn't bring up. You know, the only reason that Vegas technically qualified for the playoffs, because in my opinion, if New Orleans and Vegas go head-to-head, New Orleans wins. New Orleans wins by probably like 14 points, you know. They were playing so much better football. So if that happens, you know, if that game is played and New Orleans wins and Portland makes it, nobody bats an eye. You know, obviously it would be disappointing to lose the team, but everyone knew they had problems. The reason everyone is having the problem with it is that the commissioner has said on multiple cases, you know, there are two or three articles that if you go back to early August, late July, mm-hmm. you know, he had promised that the Outlaws, if they qualified, even though they had the tie, would make the playoffs. He promised. Right. So, you know, those 24 players, give or take, maybe a practice squad guy here or there, and those mm-hmm. five coaches or so, they think they're playing for the playoffs. You know, they're, they're they putting do. it all out there for the playoffs. And, you know, Portland loses. Portland rightfully did not qualify. Portland they did not. got killed by Arizona. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to our previews. But they're gonna get killed by San Jose too. You know, so yeah. it it's a very strange situation and it's a terrible situation because this is getting a lot of publicity. You know, this is yeah. this is really bad publicity, you know. Mike and Mike were talking about this on you know, they're like eight AM time slots. That that's not good.
1: Oh, I didn't you know, even know that happened. I didn't know that even happened, that they were talking about that. That's bad.
0: Yeah, it's, it's
1: been all over. You
0: know, it's been on ESPN's, like, news, uh, news bar. And it's really – it's a really bad situation. And, you know, it's a shame that we talk about this first. And, you know, this is what everyone in the Arena Football League is talking about. When we've got, you know, eight teams battling out for the Arena Bowl championship. And, you know, this is supposed to be the best time of year. And then you have, you know, something like this, and it's, it's the reason the Arena Football League has, you know, been down. It's because, you know, stuff like this, stuff that gets swept under the rug, you know, Las Vegas will be able to make the playoffs, and then they do, and you kick them out, you know. And I know the players are outraged. I know Aaron Garcia is very disappointed. And um, it's just a terrible situation for the league to be in right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. It's a terrible situation for the league to be in because, like you said, this team and Scott Turner was on record, on record, saying that this team, if this if this team were, you know, in the standings, you know, winning percentage wise, they had a better winning percentage than the Portland, than the Las Vegas Kiss. I mean, not the. I mean, the Los Angeles Kiss, excuse me. If they had those type if they had that, if they had the best winning percentage out of those out of those teams, they would make the playoffs. And they totally went back on their word. And like you said, it just makes the league look bad. Because now, like I said to you, like I said to you earlier this week, this will be like five teams that the league has lost in the past two years.
0: And you know the worst thing, they might not even be done losing. You know, we I'm sure you've heard about it, the Spokane rumors. You know, that mm-hmm. is just critical. You know, if we if we lose Spokane and we lose that great market, you know, it sure. Is it the biggest market in America? Absolutely not. Is it the biggest market but in the for NFL? Arena football. It's probably the yep. smallest. It's probably the smallest market. It's right. Probably the smallest market in pro sports. But right. they packed that place in. They're loud. You know, you look a couple months ago, um, great friend of mine, great insider, great former player, Jason Jones, did an article on the toughest places to play. Spokane was just about everyone's pick. You know, I think Jacksonville picked up a few and Cleveland picked up a few. But the mm-hmm. majority of people said Spokane. You know, they have a the best fan base in the league in my opinion, you know, second to maybe Cleveland. You know, Cleveland really packs it in as well. But you look at what Spokane, you know, like just their fan base and the fact that they keep packing it in. And just what a great market, you know, it has been, you know, it's been a successful market, but I I, I do believe they're losing money. I, I believe the last owner said that. And they're tired of footing right. the bill. You know, they're a small market team. They don't make the revenue that probably Cleveland makes. I, I think if anyone in this league is truly making money, it's Philly, Cleveland, Cleveland Tampa, Orlando, right. Arizona, and maybe San
1: Jose. Right. And that, they have names attached to them. They have names attached to them.
0: I think Spokane is probably, you know, Spokane, they they have came out and publicly said they're losing money. I, I, don't, I don't exactly know. You know, I'm not exactly the best guy with financial. So I could be wrong on some of those. <laughs> those are right. my guess. You know, right. I, Spokane is tired of footing the bill. You know, they've they paid for San Antonio. And San Antonio, um, they paid for Chicago, Utah. And now they paid for New Orleans and Las Vegas, you know, to go around and really play some games that didn't matter. They truly mm-hmm. didn't matter because both teams, you know, uh, New Orleans beat Tampa. So that game mattered. But Vegas, they lost every game. And New Orleans lost to Philly and everyone else they played. So why? So why would they have to pay for that? You know, it it looked like Vegas was going to compete for the playoffs. And then they don't. And then Vince Neal comes out and says, you know, I could have paid for it. You know, blah, blah, blah. We had a bad day-to-day owner. Okay, well, why didn't you pay for your team for the other five or six games, you know, and not make a team like Spokane pay for that? So I understand. You know, I I definitely get why they're mad, but I think – if you you know you minus out Vegas because Vince Neal came out and said that they're gonna come back, but honestly I don't believe a word out of Vince Neil's mouth. Uh, New Orleans it. looks looks pretty gone. I don't I don't I don't see any way New Orleans gets saved at this point. Austin is still a huge question mark. Uh, I've heard some good things in the past, but a lot has happened with the AFF. San Antonio looks just about at 95% still. You know they they look mm-hmm. like they're definitely coming in. So that gives you, if Spokane leaves, 10 teams. 10 right. teams. You know, that that continues our path of losing two teams a year. You know, like, we well, we lost three last year. But yeah, two we teams were right. Chicago and Utah before the 2014 season, losing three last year, and now losing three yep. this year. Yeah. Man, that's, you know, that that can't happen. Because you keep they losing three happen. teams you hadn't won. We're down to eight in uh, 2017.
1: Uh, right. Exactly, and like I said, and like I said to you, don't worry. First, we're going to get to our playoff preview in just in just a minute. But you know, just last point on this, you know, like you said, you know, this is not a good look for the league. I mean, you can't stay, you can't, you can't stabilize a league with little with not with not a big amount of teams, especially like a league like the EFL, who is still being looked at not it's still who is still being looked at not a professional league, a gimmick league, you know. It, it, it doesn't get the respect around football circles like it should. And part of it is because they're losing teams. And there's so much financial stuff and that's not working out well. I mean, let's, let's keep it real now. The AFL is not the CFL. The CFL can get away with having eight or nine teams, ten teams, because they have the name behind it. They have the product that they produce. And the CFL has been around for 100 and something years. You know, it's been around for a while. So they're able to get away with They're able to get away with that.
0: Plus down in Canada, you know, they don't they don't have the NFL. You know, they right. they do have hockey and they have the Toronto Blue Jays and you know, I'm sure they have some minor league teams. But they don't
1: but have the C F L is their NFL. <laughs>
0: exactly. They don't have any and we have the NCAA as well. You know, I'm right. not sure. They don't play in the same yeah. market. But no. what packs in more? You know, spring games with Ohio State picking in like ninety nine thousand or a hundred thousand? Or the best attendance this year, which I think was 17,000 down in Tampa, you know. Right. So right. that is, you know, key. You know, we we understand. Everyone always says, and whenever someone asks me about the AFL, you know, they're not trying to compete with the NFL or the NCAA. You know, it's a different no. game. It's it's a specialized game. You know, it's inside. It's a small field. The walls. You know, the nets. That's that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. But you know, it's not the NFL or the NCAA. But we still, you know, and we have the MLB here as well. You know, we're we're mm-hmm. competing with all of those things and right. you know, the CFL doesn't really compete with those, you know. Nope. I'm sure that Argonauts down in Toronto, I'm sure they compete with the Blue Jays a little bit. But that's that's about it right now. You know, what else is going on down right. there?
1: It's nothing. It's really nothing. They own they own they own the year up there. They own from the summer to the to the month in November. Right, you know they control All the market, the and we.
0: Market. Yep. What are we? We I would consider us like seventh in the market in Philly right mm-hmm. now, probably mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. you know the Phillies. The Eagles are in camp. You know we're definitely picking up some traction. Don't get that wrong. I mean we're we're right. probably not even seventh. We're probably closer to like fifth or so. But you yeah. know there's a lot going on. You know everyone really cares about the Eagles, and Philly's just made some moves. I know they're terrible, but they still pack in way more than the Soul do.
1: So, you know we're, we're the sixers with even so many pack, the sixers even pack in and the
0: union pack exactly. in, you know exactly, so we we have to compete with all those things, and the c f l really doesn't so i think I think mm-hmm. that's the key thing between us
1: definitely it's a great, great point, so we're going to see how this moves on and how this keeps on going as the as the off season as the off season will begin very surely. We'll see how this all goes. With the whole teams leaving relocation processes, we'll dive into all of that during the off season. But let's get it let's get it going. We're talking about some playoff action, and it begins tonight at eleven o'clock p.m. Eastern time on ESPN two. The number one seed, San Jose SaberCats, at seventeen and one, will be taking on the five and thirteen Portland Thunder. Eric Meyer, ninety three touchdowns, six sixty seven percent completion. Sixty seven percent completion percentage, four thousand fifty seven yards. Rob Windsor, amazing season going up uh, with Francis Maka having 11 and a half sacks. Can find that twelve INTs going up against Kyle Raleigh, who has came on and the late Dwayne Wayne Brooks and the and of Lacey and Bryce Peeler and 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 and, and, Son, and Sony. But with all that being said, I just ran I just ran I just ran off a whole bunch of names just with that being said. Portland's behind the eight ball, without a doubt, in this game. They're 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 going to be totally they're going to be totally overmatched by this San Jose team. Because this is what San Jose's been waiting for. They've been waiting for this time. This is when their season begins. Your season begins tonight for an arena for an arena bowl championship. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. You know, I will say, funnier things have happened.
0: You know, the LA kids. Oh yeah. Were the the LA kids were the only team to beat you mm-hmm. know the the San Jose SaberCats this year. And I'll say one thing from playing in playoff games and watching a bunch of playoff games in the AFL, you know, watching the NFL playoffs and all all those playoffs, the playoffs do bring out the best in teams. You know, you you go to the playoffs, it is, it shouldn't be like this, but it's another mindset. You know, I, I've talked with players and, you know, uh, Christian Johnson told me this before the 2013 Bowl. you know, he says he didn't want to play at a specific level because it's the arena bowl. He wants to always play at that level, you know, but, Right. It definitely feels like, you know, guys have a, an added motivation for sure. And I think this mm-hmm. Portland team is scrappy. I just really don't think they have the talent, you know. You, you look at right. Jake McDonough, you know, a guy I loved when he was playing, you know. Nose guards and DN and when he was on the defensive side of the ball. They should they moved him to offensive guard, I believe, and might be tight end. You know, and mm-hmm. Mike, Mike McAdoo, he, right. oh my gosh, last week, you know, in that uh, ESPN 2 game, Jamie Donahue was, was really just outmatched against Donahue. And it's not going to get easier this week. You know, he's, he's either going to be taking on Dante Pace Moss or, um, you know, if they bump Stewart – or uh, not Stewart, Stewart can play notes. If they bump Maka down to N, you know, that that's going to be just deadly for him. And, you know, John Collins has, you know, grown into a, a semi-decent center in this league. But I think Jason Stewart is going to tear him apart. So I think that's going to be the key. i probably say this about almost every game, but the trenches are where the game is going to be won. Uh, Portland definitely has Varmasani and Bryce Piela, two really good DBs. So, you know, they can definitely compete. But I think that San Jose will have no problem pulling out this game. I think it'll probably be, you know, I think San Jose is going to put up a lot of points. I think it'll probably be about 70 to 56
1: or so. I agree with you. I think it's going to be one of those types of games that you know, like you said, it's not that yeah, Portland is going. Portland is going to bring the intensity because they don't back down to nobody. Just how that team plays, but like you said, talent-wise, they just want to have the talent to match to match up. And I mean, what could be the what could be the ultimate decider in the AFL? And we've seen it in years past. The ultimate decider could be turnovers. Who knows if Portland with their their, with with their solid DB, that they can turn over Eric Meyer once or twice, for either Sony Pila making a play, or either Dwayne Brooks taking the taking a kickoff return back to back to the house for a touchdown. That those just those things could turn the game around for Portland. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but like you said, anything can happen in the playoffs. And if one of those three things happens, Harrison, that could give this team some motivation. Like, hold up, we can play with these guys. Like. We got a chance to win this game, depending on where those things happen. Yeah, I mean, the playoffs, a lot of things can happen, you know, but
0: I I really don't see much happening for Portland. I I, I don't think, you know, they're really good enough, you know. I I think Portland is definitely, you know, a talented team, but I don't think they can compete with as good a team as San Jose. I I just really don't think
1: that's possible. Definitely, definitely. So that game is tonight at 11 o'clock Eastern Time on ESPN Two. Make sure you check it out and watch it. All right. Next up, tomorrow's game on five five o'clock tomorrow evening on the CBS Sports Network. The Cleveland Gladiators travel to take on the four seed Cleveland Gladiators, eight and ten. Travel to take on the number one seed Philly Soul, who are fifteen and three. The Soul are looking for vengeance this time around, as they were they were they were left. And a heartbreaker last year, this time around to the Gladiators in the first round of the playoffs. It literally was like, literally just literally just switched positions of one and four now for same thing now going next year. With that being said, Harrison, what are the three keys to victory for the Philadelphia Soul to pull this game out? Because got, i got to believe that vengeance is on their mind to not allow what happened last year to happen again to them.
0: Well, there's definitely a sense of don't let it happen again. I wouldn't say defenders. You know, they they don't like Cleveland, obviously. You know, it's a a division rivalry. You know, nobody likes their division rivals, you know. Mm -hmm. I would say the three keys. The first key is the defensive backs, you know, really Mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball, but especially for Philly. Because I know, you know, Cleveland struggled this year. Let's really just get that out of the way they struggled. Shane Austin did throw 101 touchdowns, but, you know, the interceptions completion percentage, quarterback ratings, all down, you know, from, from what we are expecting from St. Austin at this point, you know, mm-hmm. after last season. So the key for the soul <laughs> sorry, is going to be the defensive backs, you know, and mm-hmm. shutting down Tyron Lewis. You know, if Dominic Goodman plays, he's been out for a little while. But if Goodman plays, you know, they got to shut him down. And then Colin Taylor, what a season he had. You know, he – I'm putting out my all-arena list on the Rita Fan this week. He got – he went on second team, but he was so close to being first. And just, just because you wouldn't expect him to do something like that, you know, or, you know, Colin Taylor, Amari, Omari Jackson, what a, what a season he's had. You know, he he's really stepped in and been a very solid guy for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, Lurico Stevenson, Kevin Richardson, Romain, Goosby, uh, Hollis, you know, those guys, those guys really need to have, you know, one of their best games. You know, they've done a good job shutting them down, but like I said, the playoffs, you know, it's, it's a fiery, fiery time. And last year, you look at what we did against Cleveland in the playoffs. Obviously, a very different team on both sides of the ball. But Ray, Strong Kaiser, Definitely. you know, four interceptions. We, if we can get a performance like that again, I'll say this game's a ball. But oh, this you know, a who ball. Can, Yeah, who can really get four interceptions? You know, on a on a normal basis, that's one of the best performances of all time. So I will go with Philly because I I think they're going to win the trenches. That's my second point. You know, Cleveland's offensive line. Without Kid O'Brien, and you know they've had some injuries, so they're just not really that solid up there. My third point is you're just going to be coaching. You know, two great arena football coaches. You know, Clint Dolezel and Steve Tun. Very smart guys. You know, who can who can outcoach the other one? Really, I think that's going to be the third key. With all that being said, um, I think Philly is going to get the win. It'll be it'll probably be close. You know, we, we won by about 15 or 16 points all three games. I would say it'll mm-hmm. be a little bit under that. I'll say we'll probably win. Give or like ten points, eight points. You no, know, we'll we'll definitely get the win, but I think it'll be a lot closer than what you're, you know, expecting to see from this soul team. Because I do think Cleveland can really play. So I'm looking forward to it. I will be there. I will probably be asleep because I have practice tomorrow at 9 a.m. and I have a practice today, first day of training camp. So I will probably not be paying attention. I will probably be sleeping in the press box, but it should be a great game.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting game and I feel the same way too. I agree with every point that you said it, it, the defensive backs need to step up because that's they're gonna go against they're gonna go against a, the, uh they're gonna go against a great receiving for us, Dominic Goodman, Colin Taylor, uh Tyron Lewis, both all great all great wide receivers that they're gonna go up against. That's gonna be key. And like I for me, for the soul, another thing for them is they're just gonna to have to wide receivers. Gotta keep on making plays. Just keep on making plays. Ryan McDaniel, uh, Ronnie Outlaw, you know, Harvey Benford, McDaniel, Marco Thomas, all those guys just gotta keep on playing their game. Give Dan the to Tom SK, the, the wide receiver that the soul have is unlimited to make plays. Go out and make plays, put this game away in the first in the first quarter, like we always been saying the past few weeks. Have a great first half out the first half well for this team, and they'll be coasting to a victory to the to the to the championship uh, round in the American Conference. Um, Another game that's happening right after the Soul, and this will be on ESPN three. The Predators taking on the Sharks. The Predators, the two seed, coming in at twelve and six, and the Sharks coming in at ten and eight. The only question I have for this game is, and we've been talking about it a lot, Harrison, in the past, pretty much for this whole time we've done this podcast season regarding the AFL, what Jacksonville Sharks team are we going to see? That's the only question I have. Who? What team are we going to see? Are we going to see the team that can put up points and fight tooth and nail with the Philadelphia Soul? Or are we going to see the team that got blown out by Portland 72-48? to 48?
0: Game of the week, right here. You know, it's either gonna be game of the week or blowout of the week, and that right. all depends on Jacksonville. You, you know, Orlando is gonna come out and play their game. You know, it's at the Amway Center, one of, one of the best arenas in this league. You know, I, I loved my experience at the Amway Center. It was a great arena, great fans for the 2013 Arena Bowl. But you know, you you bring the Florida teams together at the Amway Center. I wish it was Tampa because the war on. I for in the playoffs, honestly. I'd probably get on a plane to Florida right now because I think that atmosphere would be insane. That's that's March Madness-type atmosphere. But this game will definitely be similar. You know, it's going to be – it's going to all come down to Jacksonville, really. You know, it's weird to say that, but it's going to all come down to Jacksonville. What jacksonville Shark team are we going to see? You know, are we going to see the jacksonville Shark team that has beaten the Philadelphia Soul twice, beaten the Orlando Predators, beaten the Cleveland Gladiators? Or, like you said, are we going to see the team that lost in New Orleans in week one and got absolutely yep. destroyed by Portland a couple of weeks ago? You know, who mm-hmm. are we going to see? You know, they lost to Tampa Bay twice this year, and they beat Philly twice. That doesn't add up. That really doesn't add up at all. You know, mm-hmm. it's – the good thing with Jacksonville is I will go as far to say, uh, like, everyone on their offense has played in the playoff game. I really can't think of anyone that hasn't. Um, <laughs> They gotta be, maybe like their fourth string wide receiver, their fourth target wide receiver may not have played in the playoff game. And I think he came from the NFL. So that's about it. You know, that they've been there before and that experience is key. You know, we obviously didn't see that last year with Philly, but mm. you look at Arizona, you know, why are they so good? They've played in four Arena Bowls in a row and they've won three. So experience is going to be key. It's going to be close. You know, I, this is the game no one can really pick. I think there's a common San Jose and Arizona will get their wins. Philly will get their win. This one, you know, everyone's everyone's in a different direction. Personally, mm. I have Orlando. I feel like anytime I pick Jacksonville, they lose. Anytime I pick against yeah. them, they win. So I'm going to go Orlando in this one. But Jacksonville will probably win for that reason. Orlando <laughs> has played very good football as of late. They've played, you know, solid you know, they they won the South. You know, and they're, they got home field advantage. I think that's going to be key. You know, they will obviously – Jacksonville will obviously have fans. there. I know they're doing a bust there, but I really I really can't see Jacksonville coming out and playing the way they need to. You know, I feel like in all the crucial games this year, they really haven't done their part. So it's going to be a good game. It's definitely going to be a great game to watch. I'll definitely be tuning in, but I'm going to go with Orlando.
1: Yeah, I'm leaning. Like I said, they've been this. This Jacksonville Shark team has been Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde the whole season, and you know that just doesn't flow right with me for a team going in the playoffs. They haven't showed us that dominance that they should have been showing us all year long. They just haven't been showing that dominance. And with that being said, like I said, I'm going to leave Toronto Orlando because Orlando's just been really. Orlando. Orlando's been really solid this season. Randy Hipper's been really good this year. Bray carter has been solid. Um, um Kendall Tompkins has been really solid too for Orlando. Uh Robert, Coach O'Keefe has been really, really good too as well and really have that team playing really well when it counts. So I'm going with Orlando myself and we only have about uh about a minute thirty five left here on the podcast and pretty much, um you already said you're going with Arizona tomorrow night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I'm pretty mm-hmm. much I'm going with Arizona too. You can't stop Maybe the last,
0: uh, maybe the last Spokane shot game
1: in the Arena Football history, though. Yeah, arena that, might be. That, that yeah. might be. that might be. That very well might be. So that's another storyline to look out for. But you can't stop the Latin laser. The Arizona uh, Rattlers are going to keep on rolling. They're going to keep on moving. You know, they're they're the three-time defending champs for no reason. They they they're, they know they know what time it is, and they got the playmakers to do it. So it's going to be a fun game to watch that as well down but Arizona is going to pull it out so pretty much it's going to wrap it up here on the Total Sports Live podcast I think everybody i like to thank everybody for tuning in again here on this lunchtime with just another podcast if you missed it you can check it out on blogtalkradio.com back, backslash Total Sports Live or check it out on tuneinradio.com or the TuneIn Radio app to download your Android and uh, Apple devices um, just search the TSL podcast on TuneIn Radio uh, make sure you also follow on Twitter Joe 10 at Total Sports Live on Twitter Harrison at SNSD Sports and make sure you follow Sunday Night Sports on YouTube right now. Go hit that subscribe button right now as we end this pod. Go hit the subscribe button. and Make sure you check out total dot com. We got a lot of scary stuff happening on the site this week football and stuff. So everybody have a great rest of the day. Thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you next week. And we'll be that will be championship weekend So, We'll talk to you guys next week. Everybody have a good one and stay safe out there.